smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. What up, fuckers? It's Christina Hutchinson. And Corinne Fisher. You are about to listen to a clip from our show, guys. We fucked the anti-slut shimmy podcast. This week, we have an incredible conversation with a therapist, educator, speaker, sex and relationship guru, Dr. Donna Oriowo. Uh, and we talk about uh, narcissism, narcissism, trauma, oh, yeah. grief, uh, advocating for yourself, yes. boundaries, how to set boundaries without being angry and mad like I usually do. Getting married when you didn't think you want to and how to kind of reconcile with the fact that you're not going to be riding solo for the rest of your life. It's such an interesting conversation. Uh, I love it so much. And if you want to listen to the whole thing, you're going to go over to what is the URL? Apple.co <laughs> slash GWF. That's what it is. You're going to head over and subscribe to the Luminary channel on Apple. It's apple.co slash GWF. Enjoy. Yeah, no, the number one thing I said to Christina was like, was like, when you start putting yourself first, people are going to ask you a lot, are you mad at me? Like, that's something I get asked a lot. And I go, no, I'm not. I'm just not thinking about you right now. I'm, I'm concerning myself. And nor should I like be like, what? I'm not going home and thinking about people I know, like, kind of. What? <laughs> Who has the time? And I think that people, that's part of the piece where people just need to sort of decenter themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I mean, we live in a very individualistic society that sort of where we are almost the, the lead actor yeah. in our lives. And I'm like, you are the lead actor in your life, your movie, not in anyone else's life. Yeah. So we often give ourselves a lot of angst about, oh, well, I noticed that this thing switched and I want to I wonder if that thing is about me. So I want to check in with you. Now, that's perfectly fine. Right. Like, go ahead, do the check in. I think that there's bravery and even being able to say like, hey, I noticed this thing and I wasn't sure if you were upset with me. So I wanted to check in with you. So nothing wrong with that, right? But we take a lot of responsibility for stuff that's not actually our responsibility. I am also guilty of this because I have been feeling unanchored and a little bit anxious since getting married. I'm like, I feel like my relationships have changed. And I'm like, girl, your relationship with time has changed. You Uh. used to not have any. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) And now you've got some and you're realizing that you're not interacting with the people in the same way that you have. And that makes sense because you were on a freaking deadline with this wedding. And did you buy this thing? And did you get that thing? And you need to check in with this person about that. I was having so much of my time was relegated to wedding think and wedding speak. And I was also disconnected from me. And I did also feel disconnected from my friends. So I'm just like, hey, Mm. I feel disconnected. That's what I've been saying. I've been feeling disconnected. I would love time to sort of reconnect with you, especially outside of the context of this damn wedding. So yeah. when might you have time to go to lunch or let's let's watch a movie or let's just sit together so I can be in your presence and feel your energy. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. So, I mean, being able to say that, because I mean, when you switch up, you have to remember that you switched up. When you heal, you healed. They did not. You did. Right. So you so can be a mirror in, sometimes. In honor of that idea, like, you know, keep that same energy, right? 
your energy has shifted. The yeah. people around you are going to notice. Some of them are going to ask about it. But I think that sometimes we need to do the work and give them an explanation. You're right. Yeah, because then you're going to just get mad. <laughs> I, I'm dealing with a yeah. lot of anger. Like, I deal with anger a lot. I, I have a... It's been better over the years because I realize now where it's coming from. And I go, okay, I, it, it makes sense. I'm not getting mad at myself for getting angry, which makes me even more angry. It's just a fucking endless spiral. But um, yeah. but yeah, when it's you do it, meta. It, it smokes, it's a smoke signal. It's like a clue. Like it's not, it, and one of the things that I am fascinated with lately is projecting uh, because that's another concept where once I really familiarize myself with it, I saw an action and then I can see when people do it to me, but then I also see when I'm doing it to myself. It almost feels like any, when I'm negatively expressing a negative opinion, is that projected? Like projection happens a lot. Oh yeah. When, how, how, when am I not projecting? I, I don't know. Like I can't, I almost like, where are the lines here? I'm like confused now. <laughs> Think about it too much. It is, it is like, one, it's gotta be one of the favorite defense mechanisms. Defense yeah. mechanisms, they only have one purpose and that's to help you to ease your anxiety, to help chill you out. So projecting, we do that a lot when we have some inner feelings, especially ones that we haven't thought about or given time to sort of process through. We project it onto other people. Like if I'm mad at you, then I'm going to tell you that I think you're mad at me and you're behaving differently. I'm like, like, you're mad at them and you're behaving differently. It's okay. But sometimes we haven't, we haven't sat still enough to realize what it is that we're feeling. This is why I have both been, you know, I mean, in like and not in like with the pandemic. The pandemic forced people to slow down. That's why there was a surge in, of people going into therapy for the first time, right? Because it's like, shit, I actually have to sit with these feelings. I actually have to sit with myself. Uh huh. I am unprepared. I don't know how to do that because we're used to a life of distraction and go, 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 go. You never have to sit with anything, really. Yeah. Like the only time you process might be during your REM cycle and sleep. So now yeah. you're awake and everything is super low key. All of a sudden, it's I've got all this time to really be thinking about all the stuff all the time. And it can feel like, ugh, it feels... It feels a little yucky in there because there's there's so much that we have left unprocessed. So we project. We project a lot here, there, left, right, up, down. We project all over the place. And I'm just like, projecting is okay. Projecting it's, is okay. It's your brain and dealing with we it. Just, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes we just have to stop and ask ourselves, hmm, am I projecting? Like, what is going on for me right now that I'm having this interaction with this person? Is yeah. this the interaction that I want to have? Or is this the interaction that I'm having because I have some things that I've left unprocessed? How how do you... One of the things with um, not taking people's shit anymore and, and just... But in a kind way, like in a respectful way and, and you know, yeah. not... Uh, I've witnessed... It happened to my... I've seen it happen to my friends and it's happened to me before where people are yelling at themselves to me. And they're saying, they're listing off things that they do. And they say that, like, I'm doing it. And I've seen, but one of my friends, it, it, she was telling me about this conversation she had with a friend where she was like, and and you're in a loveless relationship. She was single. The woman yelling was in a loveless relationship. Like, it was just like, wow, the human brain, like, makes me laugh sometimes. <laughs> the way that it heals, the way that it gets energy out. Is there a way in to the person that's projecting onto you while it's happening to, like, gently um, get them out of that? without uh, challenging their ego, you know? 
uh, you're going to have to challenge their ego probably. Okay. <laughs> so I usually let people get it out and I just be like, was that about me or was that about you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's I just, a good one. You know, like it doesn't have to be like, a, you know, you don't have to say it in a F you sort of way, but certainly right. like, hey, was that about me or was that about you? Because it really, my my perception of you is that it's all in what you just said. You want to sit down and talk about it? Wow, you're good. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just want to open up. And if you don't want to talk about it, like maybe <laughs> you suggest gently, you could get a therapist to process that. Yeah, yeah. Why do people, so with, with, with that statement, because I... Uh, I, years ago, when I was going through a really bad breakup was, was my friend told me, you know, not told me like kind of like forced on me, like you should get a therapist when I really just felt like I was processing it in my own time. And actually it was the impetus for this podcast that you're on right now. Um, and I did process it. I just tend to process breakups pretty slow. Um, uh, but you know, since I am in therapy now because of this podcast and, uh, and, I, you know, very few people have I suggested getting a therapist to just like there's a couple guys that I did and some took it and some didn't. But why do you think people react so poorly um, when you tell them to get a therapist? And I'm not like I'm this, this is not like me yelling at them. You need a therapist. Right. I I said it in a way that was nice and helpful <laughs> or not. Not I don't want to say it was helpful because that it's helpful is whatever it, at their discretion. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Because what, it sounds like you're broken. <laughs> right. It sounds okay. like you're broken. It sounds yeah. like something is wrong with you. Yeah. Um. You are beyond the normal, the normal realms of what can be fixed. Uh huh. Um. We have a horrible idea of mental health. We will go to the doctor with a broken bone in a heartbeat. Sure. No one is even going to judge you. No one's going to say you need to heal that shit at home. But somehow. Anxiety, depression, self-esteem, all of these things now become the thing that you have to fix on your own. And that if you can't, then you're weak. If you can't, then you're broken mm -hmm. and something is wrong with you. And my gosh, you could just fix it already, right? It's like, mm -hmm. just just behave correctly and you'll be fine. Yeah. Like, I'm like, have you ever yelled at your broken arm? Fix already. Right, right. Hurry the hell up. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, taking yeah. you so long? No one <laughs> judges you for seeing a doctor, but they sure. do judge you for seeing a therapist. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, we talk a lot about therapy on this show. So you know we are big therapy advocates. Whether it's like a, a small question uh, about something that's going on in your relationship or a big question like, should I move across the country to take this job? Sometimes it just helps to have someone not invested in the outcome, i.e. not friends or family or your intimate partner invested in the outcome to talk it through. It also takes the burden off a lot of other people in your life and, you know, reminds them that you love them just for being them, not because you are their free therapist. It's a great thing to learn coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it kind of just makes you the best version of yourself. Like, we are all given a version of ourselves. Why not make it the best version it can be? So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Because remember, therapy is like dating. If you don't like therapy, it really might mean that you don't like your therapist. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash guys betterhelp.com slash guys because yeah. because it has been reduced to oh you're just talking to somebody you can talk to anybody for free oh you can just talk to your friend please oh don't. you can just yeah. talk to you can just talk to your partner and I'm just like if therapy was just talking and then there was no skill involved yeah you would not have a job right. yeah Right. Because yeah, people would just talk to And it would work. The taxi driver, because people love to talk to people that they know they probably won't see again. Yeah, and then yeah. they just emotionally dump. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's just dump, dump, dumping on each other. Because I only I I, I yeah, I'm very careful. Show, like taxi cab confession. Yeah. Like, taxi yeah. cab dumping. Yeah. <laughs> I only recommend it to people who are who I feel are dumping on me. And then and then I also never recommended it before I did it myself because I would never recommend something that I myself had not done. I mean, within reason, this is a obviously. Great practice. Yeah, because I and and so yeah. And I mean, I, and I have since, you know, reconciled with that friend. We got a, the, my friend who was like telling me to get therapy for, for like a while, like pretty intensely, like that like ruined our friendship, but we reconciled the friendship and like, everything's fine. She apologized. I was like, I'm sure I overreacted. It's, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I had some other question, but I'll get back to it. Uh, I, a book that I'm, I'm reading at the moment is uh, Mating in Captivity uh, by Esther mm. Perel. And a concept, I think she talks about it in the book, um, is uh, there has to be tension in order for there to be attraction. In order for there to be like sexual attraction, romantic attraction, there has to be tension. And in order for there to be tension, there has to be separateness. So when you feel like you're molding into like one, a couple's molding into one person, that's never headed anywhere good. Uh, do to you become one? Yeah, and it's like very romantic when you sing about it, and you you know the Spice Girls put it well. But but really, when you experience it, it's not cute. It's not. You have to be your own person. And I've noticed. I remember we've been doing this podcast for seven years, and throughout this, those seven years, we've interviewed a couple people that are married and live in separate homes. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Like that, that was very shocking to me because it so goes against the the grain. But I kind of get it. I don't know. Well, how do you feel about that? Like cohabitating, how do you maintain separateness? Because I lived with a boyfriend for six years and now I live by myself. And I I have such a rich relationship with myself now because I'm a, the only person in the build in the room. That ha- if like it's really that's very beneficial, but yeah. How do you maintain separateness while you live together? Honestly, uh, part of it is we each have our own space. Like, oh, namely I've got this office and this office belongs to me. Yeah. My partner and I are also on opposite schedules. He works nights. I work days. So it's like, we have, we have a a time where we can be together and then back to separateness. Oh, that's and great. sometimes we're on separate parts of that of the house. So um, they'll be upstairs, I'll be downstairs, or I'll be upstairs and they'll be downstairs. We could both be upstairs, but in separate rooms. Um, we sort of find the things that allow us that sort of separate time. But I, I just like the whole 
fade into you thing. Oh God. It's a great it song. It's just, yeah, beautiful song. Love those lyrics. And I'm just like, ooh, I, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And um, just trying to maintain, we, we maintain separateness how we do it. So there are things that they are into that I will never be into. Like horror movies, <laughs> not my thing. I'm like, please go do that alone. Yeah. They're also yeah. very into movies. So I, I like movies, but there's only certain things that I will ever see in a theater. And I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not watching a rom-com in theaters because it's a rom-com. I can watch that on a small screen. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't require big booms. I like action adventure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I look like a Marvel movie. Got me. I'll be yeah. at the movie theater for that. Shoes on. Yeah. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, they will watch anything in the movie theater because they really love the movie theater experience. Yeah. I'm super into books and you know, books are usually a solo activity. Yeah. Which means One that we thing. have separateness um, and some of the activities that we do, we try to have some things that are together, but it's maintaining your, your life outside of a partner. And that is not something that we've been taught, right? We've been taught that we are supposed to be our partners, everything. And that two should become one flesh and, you know, fade into one another and be one person. And, you know, you're not this person and that person, you're now, whatever your last name, your new last name is. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, no, not over here. Yeah. So um, that's separateness in a house, which I think I, I, that's something I think maybe one day I could tackle. My goal is to really never live with anyone but my dog. But uh, I, we live in New York City. So it's like, how do you do know. separateness in an apartment? I mean, I don't know if there's like, it, it just seems like you need a, an actual like strategy because I'm <laughs> you I'm, have to actually talk about it and yeah. like if you're in a um like a studio space uh, right. oh, clients have been in studio spaces I'm like all right we need to talk separateness what do you need so that you can have a small space to yourself so I'm like all right we're gonna get some um shower curtain rods um or something like you know like hey let's like you have a large closet somewhere <laughs> yeah like go ahead and put something up to be able to create a space for yourself. Or like you have an area rug that you can roll up and roll out, like a smallish area rug. You lay that out, you set up your space. When I'm on this rug, Mm -hmm. you don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. Wow. I am over here in my separate space from you. So when I'm over here, please don't talk to me. I need time alone. And this is where I'm going to get it. And establishing um, it might be, that. I take over the bathroom. Right. So, yeah. Sorry if you got to pee. <laughs> you need to go now because for the next couple of hours, this is where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. It's that smart too of establishing like a space where you verbally let the person know like when this is when this is the, these are the circumstances that are happening. I need my alone time, and that way, in the future, you can just go into your alone time without having to explain it. Like you feel seen and heard. Exactly. Like when we've been on extended stays in hotels, I'm like, well, this bad boy is one room. I need space. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it might be, I'm asking you to leave. Please go find something to do for the next two hours. <laughs> um, sometimes <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> I'm going to be over here. While I'm over here, please don't talk to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to wear my noise canceling headphones and I'm just going to be over here in my own world. You be over there in your world. 
let's have some space. Um, sometimes it's I need to leave. Um, so part of what, um, whenever I feel the needs I, and I really need, like, I don't even want to feel your physical presence in the space yeah. with me. Sometimes I go to a hotel. Yeah. If I can afford to do so. Um, I'll go stay with my parents. Um, I'll go stay with a friend. I'll just leave. Sometimes it's just like, I don't need your energy. Like energy is fine. Just that's yours. Right. <laughs> like I'm over <laughs> your energy right now. I need to go somewhere else. So I'll, yeah. I'll go and get that energy somewhere else. Um, sometimes I'll go out and eat alone. I'll walk alone. Um, I take trips alone. Whatever I need to do to get back to me, that's what I do. I am, I'm an introvert's introvert. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just like, I, I like, I need time alone to get, to feel good in myself. And I'm just like, yo, your whole energy is throwing me off. Can you go do some grocery shopping or something and save your time? Thanks for listening to that excerpt with our interview with Dr. Donna Oriolo. If you want to hear the entire conversation, head on over to apple.co slash GWF, where you can subscribe to the Luminary channel on Apple Podcasts. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.